Thankful to be in the house of God today. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter 3, verse number 17. At the conclusion of service this morning, we are going to baptize Addison Faith Stewart. So we're excited about that. Amen. Two services in a row, we have baptized some of our children. Amen. We're thankful for God touching them. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, verse number 17. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have us for an ensample for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction whose God is their belly or their appetites and whose glory is in their shame who mind earthly things. Mark them which walk so as you have us for an ensample. And I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning on the anchor point, the anchor point, marking a spot that is significant where God can influence your life is so very, very valuable and important. Lord, we thank you and praise you today. We ask that you would direct us. We thank you for your word, and we pray that you would bring strength to us from your word today. We give to you thanks. We ask all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated this morning. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 17, Paul is writing. And he is writing to the church at Philippi. He says to mark them which walk. And he uses himself and those that were obviously close to him in his ministry as examples. Mark them. The reason why we have the scripture is so that we can pattern our lives after the examples that are before us. Mark them from a very early age, we spend time reflecting upon individuals. Moses and Joshua, we mark them as individuals that followed after the Lord. We talk about Elijah and Elisha and that special relationship, and we mark them specially so that we can pattern our lives after theirs. Yahweh in the Old Testament gave the command to be holy as I am holy. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse number two. So there is a pursuit of holiness and we mark individuals who are on that pursuit. This morning in the house of God today, I did come to church because I'm disciplined enough to know that on Sunday morning, whenever there is service, I'm coming to the house of God. It's not an option because it's a discipline. But not only am I coming just because it is a discipline in my life, I want to experience the presence of God and the anointing of God. And in this passage of scripture, Yahweh's command is to be holy as I am holy. And there are individuals that we mark, that we understand and recognize had a special relationship with God and his holiness. Paul in another place in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16 said, I beseech you, 
be followers of me or be an imitator of me. It's not just simple repetition, but it's obedience to the ideal or the example. I'm thankful today in the house of God that there are examples both here in this place and examples of those who have gone on that have given to us a representation of pursuing God's holiness. Doesn't mean that they were perfect, but they had an attitude that said, I'm going to pursue God. Amen. That is going to be a pursuit in my life. And so here in the house of God today, I want to make sure that I mark those individuals, not that I forget them, but I mark them as individuals to pattern my own life after. I'm pursuing God's goodness today. I'm pursuing God's peace in the house of God today. I know there are individuals that have gone through a lot of turmoil and circumstances, but they've still been able to hang on to the peace of God. If they did it, I can do it. I'm marking them. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to pursue God's holiness. Hallelujah. I know that there have been champions of the faith who gone through fiery trials of their faith and they came through. Were they perfect? No, but they had an attitude that said, I'm going to serve God in the thick and in the thin. I'm going to serve God when my back is against the wall. I'm going to pursue God's holiness. I'm going to keep the right perspective. Amen. It's not simple repetition. It does not remove personal characteristics. But individuals that we can mark as examples in the scripture, we mark them as positive examples. And the word gives to us some negative examples. Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 1 through 3. Three says, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, a position of power. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Don't be weary today. Don't be faint in your mind. There is a race that is set before you. There is a course that is laid down before you. Run with patience. Run with inspiration. Run with the influence of God. Run against those that would doubt. Run in the face of adversity. Anybody hearing what I'm saying here today? I'm going to run on. I'm going to I'm going to follow the course that is laid before me. I'll walk through every difficulty and struggle because I know I'm on the right path and I'm going the right direction. Amen. Praise God. God's influence, God's presence in individual's life is what made a difference 
This is why those positions are are the anchor points in our life. Every place you go into today, every single place, usually you can't avoid it. There's something on the floor that is trying to help you understand that you're supposed to be social distancing. So they have to put a mark down so that you can figure out how far six feet is apart. And so you feel like a lab rat. You walk in, you're supposed to stand here, and you wait till the other person goes forward, and then you, you move to the mark and you stand there. Anybody seen that? If you haven't seen that, um, <laughs> where have you been for the last year? Lord have mercy. God help us. God help us. We need, we, we, we need some help from a sovereign God somehow from some quarter because this, this, this is craziness. It's craziness. I'm thankful to be in the house of God today. So you got to stand on the mark. It's laid out so that you can see it. I know that's a, that's an interesting illustration that pertains to the present but there should be clear identifiers and markers in our life in which we position ourselves to make sure that we are under the influence of the anointing of God. I don't want to be under the influence of the world. I don't want to be under the influence of naysayers and doubters. I want to be under the influence of God's anointing, God's ability, and God's holiness. I know my own righteousness is as filthy rags but if I can position myself in a place where God's holiness can be transferred and called upon my life I'm going to be in the right spot I'm going to be in the right spot God's marker Amen. Experiencing the presence of God, positioning myself in the presence of God. If you just came here this morning just because it's a discipline and you came to church because that's what you do, I commend you for that. I commend you for that. But by the same token, I also would say to you, it's not about just coming into a building and sitting on a pew. It's about entering into God's holiness and God's presence. That's the marker or the spot. You got your faith favorite spot on a pew and that's fine and that's okay but when I come to the house of God I'm not just coming so that I can be seen of you although I want to be accountable to you I'm coming because I want to mark a significant spot in my life in which the presence of God and the anointing of God and the strength of God impacts me and touches me if all I'm doing is listening to the music and I'm not worshiping I've missed the spot if all I'm doing when, when there's preaching going forth is it's going in one ear and out the other ear, I've missed the spot. I've got to apply those things to my life so that the presence of God impacts me and changes me. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands together in the house of God today. Praise God. I came, I came to mark an anchor spot in my life. We see examples of this in the scripture where individuals come into contact with a God. It transforms and changes their world. 
It transforms them. It changes their world. Moses, when he comes down from Mount Sinai with two tables of testimony, they're in his hands. He did not recognize or know that his face was shining. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw him and the shining of his face, they were afraid to come near to him. Why? Because they recognized he has been under the anointing of God and there is a holiness that is attached. There's been an experience Experience. I hope, I hope when we come to the house of God, there's an experience that transforms us, that changes us, so that when we leave, we don't leave the same way. But there is something that is visible about who we are. There's no possible way you get in the presence of God and God's holiness and walk away unchanged. But if you get into the spot and you mark the spot of God's presence, there is a transformation that takes place I got to get there you got to get there Samuel told Saul he said the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you're going to prophesy and this is what it says you shall be turned into another man And it happened. Saul begins to prophesy. And people around him start saying, wait a minute, isn't this Saul, the son of Cush? He's prophesying like one of the prophets. I pray that God so transforms us that it reflects upon our connections to other people like it reflected here. What's going on in your life? You're just Saul. What, what in the world? You're prophesying. Yes, because the spirit of the Lord has come upon me. And his anointing and his ability has transformed me and changed me. Zechariah chapter 3 and verse number 1. Zechariah is writing and he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. The angel of the Lord is there, and Satan is there to resist. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? I've plucked Joshua as a brand plucked out of the fire. Now listen to this description of Joshua. Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. When you're in the presence of God, your garments may be filthy. They may be filthy garments. And Satan may be there to resist the angel of the Lord. But God says... 
I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you. I'm going to take the filthy garments off of him. I'm going to give him a change of raiment. See, when you get in the presence of God, whatever it is that you're wearing that is filthy, God provides a better attire. Hallelujah. I'm thankful in the house of God today that I know that God looked past my weaknesses. He looked past all the filthy garments that I was wearing. He looked past the past and the failures and he saw something in me. Even when the devil was standing right there to say, you'll never be anything for God. You'll never make it out of the pit that you're in. The angel of the Lord says, oh no, I resist you and I rebuke you and I'm going to give him and her a change of garments. If God has been good to you, come on, look past all of the things that the enemy might have used as evidence against you and yet God tells the enemy, I rebuke you, I rebuke you. There's a testimony that's going to come out of this person's life. We need to thank God right now. Come on, we need to magnify God right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy. Listen to the voice of God. How many of you have heard the voice of the enemy try to tear you down, try to tear you, tell you you will never amount to anything, but there's a greater voice that's speaking into your world. Hallelujah, it's the anchor spot. If I can get into God's presence, Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, let's stand to our feet and lift our voices right now. Come on, go right on past the resisting of Satan and listen to the rebuke of the Lord that says, I don't care what your failure has been. You can be used of God. Hallelujah. Come on, you need to listen to me. There's no reason why you should be here if you listen to the enemy. But there's a whole lot of reasons why you're here when you listen to the voice of the Lord. Amen. It's the spot. It's the spot. It's the anchor point. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, somebody clap your hands for just a few moments. <clears throat> Thank you. You can be seated. The presence of God sets apart and transforms. Man, 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 man. When you get in the presence of God, when you are on what, I, what I'm calling this morning, when you're on the anchor, when I'm not on the anchor spot, when I'm not on the anchor points, I'm in trouble. I, I know that's a surveying term, anchor points. I looked it up. It's anchor points. When you're not on anchor points, your, line, your, your life can get out of trajectory. Your life can get out of line. You got to make sure you're on the anchor points in your life. And being in the presence of God is one of them. When I get on the anchor point, I'm not listening. I'm not listening to the rebuke of the enemy. I'm not listening to Satan and the devil. When I'm on the anchor point, I'm like Joshua that says, I may be a, I'm a brand plucked out of the fire. I've got filthy garments on, but God 
is speaking to me. Praise God. When I'm on the anchor point and I'm, and I'm in God's presence, I'm not listening to all the negativity and the voices that would destroy and tear down around me. I'm listening to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, you get off the anchor point, you're going to hear all of those things. It's going to compound in a cacophony of unbelief. But when you get on the anchor point and you say, I'm going to stand, I'm going to stay right here. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I recognize this is where I gotta be. I can't be off in the distance somewhere. I've gotta be in the presence of God. We could all testify here of how our lives get out of balance when we get off the anchor point. Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 6, he sees the Lord high and lifted up. And that holiness sets him apart and transforms his world. And he says, woe am I. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. And I recognized how insignificant I was. When you're, when, when you're in the right spot, when you're in the right spot, there's less of a tendency for pride to take hold. Because when you're in God's holiness, you realize how small and insignificant you are. Realize that the song is very true that says such a worm as I when you get in God's holiness and you see how great he is all of a sudden all of your little offenses and the pride and all the little arrangements that you make and all the little mysteries that you hide in the facades that you build and wrap yourself in a web of all kinds of control and manipulation you realize I'm really, really insignificant. But man, look how great he is. Look how awesome he is. Isaiah said, woe is me. Woe is me because the presence of God sets apart and transforms. Stephen is a great juxtaposition of Moses coming down Mount Sinai, Stephen on the day of Pentecost, as he is testifying in Acts chapter 7. His face is illuminated as they stone him. It was a witness of the Holy Ghost and the presence of God in Stephen's life in such a way that there is an illumination. The Holy Ghost produces benefits and it builds up the believer. It produces a maturity. It produces a maturity. But you, you gotta be on the anchor point. You gotta get in the right spot. You gotta position yourself so that that can happen. Our world is so very, very distracted 
we are distracted by so many things. And if the world is distracted, sometimes it can have its influence in the church and we become distracted as well. There's a lot of things that could distract us, but thank God in the house of God today. We've come today in this place and feel the anointing of God and the presence of God. We're not distracted, but we're here because we recognize there is a transforming work of God's anointing and his presence that can change things. That can change not only things, but can change me. Many times I want to change, I want to change the objects. I want to change A, B, C, D, E, and F, and I forget that the objects are really not what need to be changed and fixed because the objects are always going to be there. What needs to change is me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I want you to change me. How, how, how am I changed? How, how do I get transformed? I get transformed when I get in the presence of the Holy One. And the potter starts working on the clay. And he changes me, not somebody else. We're so quick to look at somebody on the other end of the pew and say, yeah, you're really preaching to them. How about God shining a light? of an illumination to where he's preaching to us. And he's transforming us. The Holy Ghost produces the benefits and builds up the believers. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. God gave his anointing and his presence in your life so that you would profit for it, from it. Because it brings to us the spirit, the word of wisdom. It brings to us the word of knowledge. It brings to another faith by the same spirit. It brings to another gifts of healing by the same spirit. It brings to us the working of miracles by the same spirit. It brings to us prophecy by the same spirit. It brings to another discerning of spirits by the same spirit. To another diverse kinds of tongues by the same spirit. To another the interpretation of tongues by the same spirit. By all these worketh that one and the self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. As the musicians come this morning. What do you need in the house of God today? What can you receive in the house of God today? From the same spirit. Do you need healing? It comes from the same spirit. Do you need encouragement? It comes from the same spirit. Do you need a change and transformation? Transformation in your life it comes from the same spirit it's the anointing of God and the presence of God that that helps us profit praise God as we stand together in the house of God today we must make every effort every effort to be in the presence of God How does that happen? Well, it happens when people take initiative to say, I'm going to, I'm going to enter into a place where I can feel God's anointing and God's presence. And I'm going to open my spirit and my heart. It's going to be an anchor point in my life. It's one of the reasons why 
I always encourage people to come to the well because it's initiative. Yes, you can feel God in the pew where you are, but there's something about saying, I'm, I'm going to make the presence of God in a walk to a special place. I'm going to let it be an anchor spot in my life. Praise God. As we lift up our hands in this place today, I want us to think about God's holiness and God's goodness and so many distractions in the world. But today in the house of God for a few moments, amen, we can lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting and say, God, you see each and every one of my needs and what I need to profit from your spirit. I, I'm, I'm come to this place recognizing that I am just humanity. Praise God. Humanity with needs. Praise God. If you have a need in the house of God today, there is an anointing of God and a presence of God that is here to profit you. And you can have opportunity in this place to profit from his spirit. Amen. I would encourage you today to step out of the pew where you are and walk to this front and say, God, in your presence, there's strength. Hallelujah. In your presence, there is anointing. Hallelujah. I need exactly... I need exactly what I feel. I need your presence today to uplift, to strengthen, to encourage. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Lord, and praise you. Let there be an illumination that takes place in the heart and life of somebody. Steps forth in faith. Hallelujah. The desires to listen to the voice of God, not the voice of the enemy, not Satan that is standing there to resist.